Welcome, I'm Sabine from Tower Wisdom, your podcast for soul growth and healing. You are a truly magnificent being and I'm bringing to you knowledge and insight from different healing modalities to help you to be a powerful, light-filled creator of your life. Hello and welcome back. It's a real pleasure for me today to introduce you to Sneha Moha from A Moment Within. And Sneha is an energy healer and she's based in London. She gives healings in person, but also over distance. And we're going to talk about today about energy healing. What is energy healing? What can you expect as a patient? How does it work? What is the magic of it? And Sneha and I, we actually met at Kamutal at this beautiful spiritual retreat I talked about in the past on my podcast. <laughs> there was a lot of magic happening there. And I also received a healing from Sneha, a distant healing. And it was amazing. It was just, um, I feel she's a very gifted healer. Just the, the way how she could feel the different energy systems I have and um, how she worked with them. And then also the messages I actually got through the healing that relate to my life now, but also to my past lives. It was really magical. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to have her on the podcast today. So welcome. Hi, Sabine. So excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. Yes, you're welcome. And let's jump straight into it. So when we talk about energy healing, what was your journey into the field of energy medicine? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if if I really think about it, it, it's probably been a lifelong journey and probably lifetimes as well, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I grew up in a quite a spiritual Indian household, you know. Um, I was raised as a Hindu. So even from a young age, you know, I was very exposed to um, like the Hindu gods and goddesses and like mantras and prayer and things like that. So from a young age, you know, I was really into all of that. And then you sort of get older and, you know, you start sort of living the norm, quote unquote, um, and just getting on with day-to-day -day life, you know. But I always had a really strong sort of intuition. Um, I think even when I was younger and especially in my teens, I felt like I was able to think of things and manifest things. Um, but, you know, at that time, I probably didn't know that I had a gift. I was just kind of going with things. Um, and then sort of fast forward to, to my 20s um, and the sort of late 20s, I think, after 2012, I think I really started connecting to my spirituality more again. Um, and lots of different sort of events happened. Um, I had a very, very sort of busy corporate job, which was quite stressful. Um, so lots of different things were kind of going on in my life. And I, I'd say the first sort of step into this world was when I started practicing Vedic meditation. And I think that was the first step that changed a lot of things for me. Um, so my brother introduced me to Vedic meditation. So it's um, also known as trans transcendental meditation as well. So it's where you meditate for 20 minutes twice a day and it's quite a powerful powerful tool when you do it every day 
So since I went in on the meditation course, I think in 2016, I've been doing that twice a day, um, every day. And I feel that it really grounds me, really allow, allows me to connect to source energy, um, allows me to get downloads or messages that I need to know and really like, really helps with, with the flow of what I'm doing really. Um, so, you know, I did that for a, for a while and then I think what really catapulted me into energy healing is when I started getting energy healing myself so I went to a healer um, and my experience with her was just amazing you know there were so many shifts that happened after various sessions that I had with her and I just knew that this is this is really true this is really like sort of life-changing um and as I was getting those healing sessions it just it just really came up within me that I'd love to do something similar you know I'd love to change the way people think and you know for the better as well really improve people um how they're feeling how they're actually showing up in life um but initially when I had that thought I didn't you know I didn't think too much about it but as I said, as I went through those healing sessions, I saw so many changes in myself. And it wasn't just like my internal world, it was like my external world, the way I thought about things, the way I saw things. And then one day, it was my healer, actually, who sent me a link to a healing course. And she said, Oh, I think you, you might be interested in this. And as soon as I saw it, I think at first, I was like, wow, this looks really interesting really something that I want to do um but it took me like a week or so to definitely decide but I could just tell that there's this feeling inside me just saying just apply for it you know just apply for the course see what happens kind of thing so yeah I applied for the course um there was also an interview for the course as well and I think that's just because they want to make sure that people actually doing it are serious about it or you know, they, they've actually got the skills to do it as well. So got through to the interview as well. Um, and it just all happened really quickly um, and smoothly. Um, and that was around the same time that I got made redundant from my corporate job. So it all kind of happened at the same time. So I got accepted for the um, course and then I think a few days later, I got made redundant from my corporate job, which wasn't really serving me anyway. Um, and I had quite a lot of long break um, where I wasn't doing my corporate job, but then I was doing this course. And I think it just really all aligned and came, came at the right time. So, so yeah, so I started the course in 2019. Um, and then, yeah, even, even before I started the course, I set up my, my business Instagram page. <laughs> I thought of the name uh, early 2019. I thought I want to have something in place because I know that this is what I'm going to do like after I finish the course, you know. So, so, yeah, that's how it all started. And then, yeah, the course went really well. You know, I saw lots of people. It was very, it's a very practical course. So, we had to see lots of clients as part of the healing course. Um, obviously do that for free, but like, you know, it was a very hands-on approach and I got to see so many people, work with so many people. 
um, and yeah, uh, shift energy and stuff. So, so that's how it all started, really. It's a bit, bit of a long intro. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. It's, I always love to hear the stories of people because it somehow it really shows how people just start to follow at some point their soul and their mission. Also how we get messages, like even when you say the person, like the healer gave you, like the link and often, I mean, we say, oh, messages come like as a voice or there's an animal we see, but it's often also through people. We yeah. get messages and they bring us on our path because we have a contract with them and it's all contract. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was the catalyst really. And I still, to this day, I do see that healer, you know, I see yeah. that healer regularly um I, I believe that you know as individuals we all need some sort of clearing even even if you've got your own practices I think it's always useful to have someone external help and you know just clear your energy so um, I still do that regularly as well which really helps yeah that's actually a really good point when I was studying acupuncture like one of my teachers was always telling me like if you see an acupuncturist who doesn't see an acupuncturist himself or herself, it basically means like, you know, they don't take good care of themselves or they don't believe in the medicine themselves. So it's really important, like, because you are sort of, or as a healer, you are a vessel of energy and you want to be as uh, clear and um, open and yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think with healing, um, you know, a lot of people sometimes ask me, um, would I benefit from healing or would I benefit from healing? And like my honest answer sometimes, you know, in my heart is like, yes, like anyone would benefit from healing because I, th- I really think it's like a lifelong journey as well. The healing process, it's not just like, okay, you have 10 sessions or something and that's it. You're ne- never going to need any work a- again, you know, um, and, and I think even if people don't think they need it on a surface level, I think deep down there's always something to uncover that will ultimately help them get to their best self and their highest self and their their purpose and mission in this lifetime. Do you know what I mean? So it's not yes. just, um, you know, like something that you do just to do it f- for like a year or, or two years or something or a couple of months. Yeah. And it's often, I find also in the spiritual world, there's this idea, oh yeah, you know, I heal myself and once I'm healed, I'm all living in love and light kind of thing. But I think, as you said, it's a lifelong journey and there's so many layers we discover and we have, we still come across a lot of different relationships that bring up different triggers again. And there's a lot to work through. So it's kind of, even with uh, illnesses, there's always like, there's a balance and sometimes we are in an imbalance and that's normal, you know? Yes. It's just part of life. And yeah. 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 It just depends on individual journeys that people are supposed to lead in their lifetimes. And sometimes that might mean that sometimes negative things do happen in their life, but it's maybe to learn a lesson or it's maybe to heal even a past trauma that you haven't healed before, um, either in this life or other lifetimes it's coming up again for you to finally heal that and sometimes it's painful you know it's not always going to be a smooth journey but I think the main thing is that just like people working on themselves and wanting to work on themselves um, will just result in positive outcome at the end yes yeah 
So when a patient comes to you, like because energy healing is such a huge uh, word, <laughs> like what can they expect? What do you work with? What kind of systems do you work with? What do you do in your sessions? Yeah, so there's two types of offerings um, I offer. So I offer in-person healing and also um, offline. So it can be over the phone or via video call, but basically remote healing. Um, so since the last couple of years, I would say that the remote healing has been more popular. Um, but essentially, it's the similar kind of thing that I work on on, on both. But I'll just give you a, a sort of overview of the in-person healing first. So, you know, a client would normally come to me. We would in, in our first session, especially, you know, I would take their background talk about what issues they might be facing any anything that they'd like healing on in particular um, bearing in mind that not everyone knows the root cause of what they want healing on sometimes they just want a general sort of health check but then things come out later on but that's okay you know so the first session is a very um, general session it might even be a physical pain that they might have could be an emotional trauma that they're facing could be absolutely anything really um, so we'll discuss what issues they've got and then I'll basically get straight into the healing so on a physical healing session you know the client will lie down on the on the healing couch and it's quite relaxing you know um, and I will just move the energy through and see what comes up for them but essentially um, you know the first key things that I would do is I would ground the client you know really look at their energy system see what's not in balance look at their chakra system definitely that would definitely be the first thing that I would look at and it's a very intuitively led practice so it really depends on what's coming up for me and what I would say is that each session is very unique um, so it's unique between different clients but even for the client themselves the experience that they get in each session will be completely different depending on what's coming up from for them that particular day um, so you know I'll, I'll look at their um, aura I will look at their subtle bodies so I'll look at things like their etheric body their emotional body you know what's stored there what, what about their mental body what have they got there have they got any thought patterns that need to be released or have they got really overload in that area I'll also look at their spiritual body I'll um, look at their meridian lines as well um, see how the energy is flowing through there um, you know I'll also check for things like any cords that they might have so if they've got any particular cords to another person a past life or a particular trauma I'll focus on that and make sure that that's dissolved for their highest good. I also look at things like, um, is there any ancestral issues for that particular person and see if that needs to be looked at in any, more, any detail at all. Um, and then the rest of it, it's really just what comes up for me. Um, I'll, I'll definitely get messages when I'm doing the healing that I might need to look at a particular part of the body or I might need to look at a particular part of body which will then indicate that there's been a specific trauma in the past and I might get certain insights that need to be cleared there. So it's really very intuitively led as well. 
um, and it depends what comes up for me. So with with the physical healing, I'll literally just put my hands on, on top of the um, body. So it's, it's not touching the body, but it's just going through the body and making sure that everything is cleared. So it's quite a relaxing experience for the client. Um, and then we'll close the session and we'll discuss um, how they felt, what came up for them. And then I'll also give them feedback on what came up for me, um, what I saw, what I cleared. Um, and we'll see if that resonates with the client. And then I think the most key thing is when we're having um, the next session, we focus on what, how have they felt between the last session and, and this current session? You know, what's changed for them? Have they noticed any shifts? Um, and that will be the basis of the conversation. And also we'll talk about what else they want, want to work on. But usually there's like quite a good momentum. We have quite a few sessions because you can see, okay, how are they changing through the various sessions um, and what's improving to the client. So that's the physical healing. And then the, the distance healing, um, which is done remotely. So it's very similar to the physical healing in terms of what I look at but it's just done all remotely. So we'll either have a phone call or a, a Zoom conversation or a video call um, where we'll discuss how the client's feeling. And then again, we will disconnect the call and I will actually go in, into the client's sort of energy and see what's coming up from them. And it'll be very similar to the physical healing. So I'll look at chakras, cords, meridian lines, ancestral healing, um, basically whatever's coming up for that client. And I'll work on that. And then um, we'll have a call at the end of the session just to discuss the feedback and what, what came up for the client. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about cords? Because some people might not know what that is, actually. Like an yeah. energy cord, what it means. Yeah, sure. So an energetic cord is... It's something that we have with either other people or other things. It could be with other individuals that we've had relationships with in previous lifetimes. It can really be anything. And, you know, some of the cords that we have are positive. Not all of them are negative, you know. Like, for example, um, when a mother gives birth to a child, they'll have an energetic cord with that child. You know, we probably have cords with our family, our siblings, friends. Um, so not all cords are negative, but there are some that ju are just not serving us and maybe taking energy from us in a negative way, really. And those are the cords that have to really be released and removed because it keeps you in a holding pattern. So if you have a particular cord with someone who might be quite controlling or might want to control you in, in a particular way, And obviously that's not serving you at all. And that's a cord that definitely has to be released. So I work with the client's energy and also the other person's energy that they're corded to just to remove that cord in a really loving way. Um, and I send healing both to the client and to the other person to make sure that cord is dissolved and, you know, doesn't really reform. Um, so it's, I would say it's more like an energetic bond that you have with someone or something. Um, but it's only the negative cords that would need to be removed. Yes, and they can be from past lives as well. Yeah, yeah, they can be, absolutely. 
Yeah. Do you want to know more about the purpose of your life or about your health struggles or how you can heal the relationships in your life or how your business can thrive better? Get guidance directly from your own soul. You can book me now for an Akashic record reading of your soul. You can find the service on my website, taowisdom.info. And with what kind of, um, let's say, health challenges do people come to you? Because I think, obviously, like, for instance, with Chinese medicine or acupuncture, there's a lot of physical health challenges that people have. They might have had a ski accident or something. But the thing is that uh, often people don't quite know is that obviously everything physical has um, a manifestation in the energetic planes as well. So how yeah. does it work for you? Who comes like, who comes to you or how do you, do you see it any different if this is, this is a physical illness or if this is just something like people have relationship problems with somebody or yeah, or mental like anxiety or. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's been all sorts of clients that I've had. Um, a lot of clients are coming for sort of different sorts of emotional trauma. Um, but I have had cancer. Um, cancer patients who I've seen um, I have seen people who have had really severe back problems I've had um, people that have had sort of ear problems blood pressure um, all sorts of different things you know so it has been quite <laughs> quite vast in that sense um, and it's really interesting what you said there about how physical illnesses always come from an energetic place and I do believe that over time if your energy is not right in a particular area it can manifest physically and sometimes it takes you know years and sometimes it takes like months it depends on how severe uh, the energetic issue is um, but yeah I've seen all sorts of different cl clients with different things so and sometimes they don't necessarily talk about the physical ailment straight away because they think it's not something that they need to discuss. Um, but then in, in the next session, they might say, oh, I, I've had this back pain for like a week. So sometimes it, it kind of manifests during the healing um, time frame. Um, and some, some people have had things for, for years before that. So yeah, I also feel that's the beautiful thing with energy healing is that people don't have to talk about their illnesses. They don't have to talk about their trauma because you feel it. You just scan their energetic body mm -hmm. and you feel it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really key point that you mentioned actually um, because as healers, we can get all sorts of people um, as clients with all sorts of traumas and you know not everyone is in a place to be wanting to discuss what they've been through but they they still might want healing and I think that's okay because it's not energy healing is not talking therapy yes we'll ha we have a chat at the beginning but that's just for me to get an idea of what the person's going through but at the end of the day the healing is is more powerful than you know me knowing what's wrong with them Yes. Uh, before I start it's more powerful than that and you know with the intention of um, whatever's for their highest good will happen and that is always the in in intention of energy healing so and that could be something that I've also not picked up in the session you know so mm -hmm. 
mostly I will pick up on things, but there might be some times where I haven't picked up on a specific thing. However, that doesn't mean to say that that um, energy has not gone to that person to heal that specific um, trauma that they were supposed to come to me for. So it really, it really knows no bounds, you know, and whatever's supposed to come up for healing will come up for healing at the time it's supposed to as well. So yes. that's, I think, really important to say, because I like, even like, you know, let, let me give you an example, like a person could be going for healing sessions regularly, but only on the 19th session or something like that, some really deep rooted trauma might come up for them that they haven't really even thought about themselves in the previous sessions. But that's because that trauma is only supposed to be released at that particular point in time. And that's for their highest good and for their soul journey as well, so. Yeah, and I think it's also important for people to recognize that when you set an expectation of how your body should work, what healing should look like and what is health even, is to understand, as you said, that um, like the healing will happen at the right time. And sometimes things will come up later that before you might not have had the stamina to even uh, like face it. Mm -hmm. Or you didn't have the understanding yet to make the connections. How is this connected to yeah. something I experienced? And a lot of, I mean, these traumas, they're put so back into un unconsciousness that even for us to protect ourselves, Because yes. at the time when we were maybe little, we wouldn't have been able to deal with the amount of emotions and to deal with the pain and the hurt. And then over time, slowly, it can be set free and can be healed. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, And another point you mentioned that I wanted to go deeper in was the ancestral healing, because this is so fascinating. <laughs> Tell me more about it. <laughs> like, why is it important? What do you do? Like, what does it have to do with this lifetime? Yeah, so ancestral healing really is about any, any trauma that our ancestors might have had or felt that is ultimately passed down generations and then it actually comes to, to you, you know, to this generation. Um, and ultimately it comes down because it's supposed to be released and healed in this generation. So it's like your ancestors didn't have the opportunity to heal that for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, when it doesn't get healed through the different ancestral lines, it eventually comes to, let's say, the person in the present moment now. And that's just something that they have to work through and heal. Um, now, I guess it's quite a complicated topic. So it can be absolutely anything, you know, What, whatever's supposed to be healed it could be um you know trauma that they might have faced because they were in in patterns that they couldn't get out of because they didn't have courage to get out of those patterns um in previous lifetimes it could be illnesses that are passed down generations and just not healed because they have not been able to heal them um it can be all sorts of different issues that are but ultimately passed down the ancestral line and we as souls have agreed to take that on you know in this lifetime with with the uh, with the with the kind of thought that okay I, I want to try and heal this it's actually the thing I just wanted to ask you about because like of course we also come in with our personal soul mission 
but then we are placed in a specific family. And yeah. then the question is, did we want to take on or what are there things in this family that we also have to learn in this lifetime, you know, that we have to heal, that we have to go through an experience in this lifetime? Yeah, I almost think it's like a mission that we've accepted before we were, were born, that we wanted to heal that specific ancestral issue might have been. It, it can even be other things as well, obviously. Um, so ancestral trauma is really passed down. So the way that I, I work with it in healing sessions uh, is that it will be highlighted to me whether something is an ancestral issue. Sometimes it might be certain messages that um, particular ancestors want the person to know and want to take forward and sometimes just giving that message is is going to actually heal them or or, or put them on their healing journey um, sometimes it's illnesses that have been passed down generations and sometimes knowing that for that for the person or almost also sends them on their healing journey as well as um, allowing them to heal the issue as well do you then personally feel that it's important to make peace with your ancestors or have um, a sort of kind of, not almost like a neutral, but, you know, like it's interesting how in the past the family was something very important and a very, was very close-knit. And now recently in the last generation, we have a lot that these families break apart and that people cut off like ancestors and family members. So... Um, to me, always the question is, like, I mean, even if you cut off someone physically, like, don't you anyway still have to heal, like, the energetic bond? Yeah. And what does that mean then for your perception of that person, even though you might be upset with whatever happened to that family, if there wasn't, I don't know, an abusive or alcoholic or whatever family member? Mm. But I don't know, what's your personal opinion about that, about our, just the few we have on our ancestors? Yeah, I think that's an interesting one, um, because ultimately I do believe that if there is an ongoing issue that you have with um, family or ancestors, that's teaching you a lesson of some sort in this lifetime that you're supposed to work with and heal, you know. Um, so ultimately, that is something that you should be working on. And, and that goes for sort of wider than just ancestors and family, it could be with other people. But every time there is some kind of issue or friction or something going on that is not of the best interest, that, that is teaching you that that's something that you need to look at, something that you need to heal, you know. And I think it's very easy for people who are maybe not so connected and are just sort of very in the 3D world to just be like, okay, I'm going to cut this person out of my life. But that way they're almost not addressing the issue that needs to be addressed you know so I do think it's important to address that and work on it um, and there's all sorts of different things that you can do to work on that kind of thing um, there's obviously things like talking therapy there's there's things like family constellations there's energy healing there's Reiki and there. there's so many different modalities that you can use to work through it but I think ultimately um people are supposed to work through those things and it doesn't mean that it's automatically going to be that you're you're suddenly going to have the most amazing relationships with these people you know in in some cases it might be but it just depends where where that story is supposed to go but ultimately 
working on the healing will allow you to get to the root cause of what you need to know. And I think that needs to be tried first before mm -hmm. just automatically cutting people out, I think. Yeah. It's also, I saw some people also, I mean, they create space in their life just to honor sometimes the ancestors like they have on their altar or even when you work with your spirit guides, like there might be your ancestors coming forward or you can call them yeah. in. And I find this quite beautiful because, of course, there are also these difficult relationships we hold with some family members, but there are also a lot of other very good relationships. There are and maybe like talents and things that there are within the family and within the ancestors that um, can help you or spirits from them yeah. on your path. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And do you believe that sometimes I have this really interesting story with my grandfather that he was going to go to the United States, like he basically had a call with his father and he was leaving the household and he was the oldest son, so he was supposed to take over the household, but he decided, no, he's going to go and leave Germany and he was already on the ship to the States to leave, but his father basically came after him and then asked him to not go. So he then moved back to his father. He took over the family estate, the family business. And then it was um, the communist time, like the wall came down in Germany and it was within East Germany. So he was unable to ever go anywhere else. Yeah. But I found it then so interesting that me, then I went to the United States. Like it is sometimes I'm thinking of this, like it's so interesting that maybe sometimes we do the things that our ancestors yes. maybe wanted to, but couldn't in their lifetime and, Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Um, and it's, uh, it's a point I touched on earlier is we are here to sometimes release that um, trauma that our ancestors might have had, you know, and fulfill wishes that they weren't able to fulfill for whatever reason, you know, they might not have had the courage or family circumstances or anything could have happened. But they almost hold that with them when they go. Um And, and do want to pass that down, you know, and I have seen that come up in, in, in sessions for people where because they haven't been able to achieve something, they, they almost want um, the person to achieve it in this lifetime. Mm. So, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. So from all your knowledge, like working with the different energy systems, what do you do for yourself to kind of make sure, you know, you're in balance, you're... Yeah, the energy is flowing through the different systems. Yeah. Do you have any practices that you cultivated for yourself? Yeah, yeah. So I do quite a lot of things. Um, I still do my daily, you know, I do my two 20-minute meditations a day. Um, I'm quite strict on that. Like I like to make sure that I do that. Um, I sort of do one in the morning um, before I start my day and then one sort of later on. Um, that can be any time as, as long as I get the second one in. Um, and I really use that as a time for myself to check in with myself, you know, check in with my energy, ground myself. Um, I even use those sessions to clear myself energetically as well. Um, see how my energy is feeling. If I feel like something is off or something's not right, I make sure I provide self-healing to those areas so that's on a daily basis so I really feel that it's quite regular that I'm you know connected to source and um, really in tune with with myself in that way um, I also mentioned that I receive regular healing myself 
Um, I think that's really important. And I feel like I've had so many different shifts just from receiving that healing. Um, it's allowed me to become a better healer myself as well, you know. Um, so I do that regularly. Um, I'm also interested in lots of different other modalities as well. Like I receive Reiki here and there as well on top of that. Um, I'm into various other spiritual modalities as well. And it's a genuine interest as well. So I always keep myself tapped into all of those areas. But I think more recently, I've really been trying to go with the flow with, with my life and trying not to push against anything. So um, I've, you know, I've really removed a lot of judgment about myself. So if there's something that I really don't want to do and, you know, it's, it's in my heart that I don't want to do it, I won't force myself to do it. You know, not even if I think it should be a particular way. Like, of course, sometimes I, I like everyone, I, I do get into those um, situations where you think, oh, I really should be doing something. But then I have to really think about, OK, is it something I really want to do or not? Um, so, I, so I check in with myself regularly as well throughout the day. And I think that's really helped just going with the flow and also having boundaries as well, having strong boundaries between myself and others, um, you know, not feeling called to, to meet people or spend time with people just because I feel like I need to or anything like that. Um, and yeah, you know, if, if some, some, something or someone doesn't resonate, I really try and follow those messages and be as true to myself as I, as I can be. And I think um, that really helps. That's uh, really beautiful what you said, like that you really allow yourself to um, say no <laughs> to the things that don't feel good because there's so much society, there's so much conditioning we have, you know, and so much of our mind coming in, like you should be doing that and everybody's doing that and there's how things are done. But then to just allow ourselves to be who we are yeah to just go with what we really feel like what lights us up what brings us joy yes it's, um, it's a really like true gift to ourselves in many ways yeah and don't don't get me wrong it takes time to cultivate that way of thinking yes it, you know it, it's happened slowly over over years but I'd say in the last probably 18 months or so I've really like felt into it even more um, and it's just doing things that expand your heart. And um, like we've had conversations recently about doing things from from the heart or doing things from an ego perspective, mm. because the ego will always tell you to do things a certain way, right? Yes. But the heart might not want to do that. And it's always like really checking in and being like, does my heart light up with this decision? And, and it can be about the smallest things like even food choices or um, literally anything. Um, and I do genuinely find that the more I go with my heart, the more peaceful I feel, the more in flow I feel, the more happier I feel, and the more I can, you know, show up for, for other people as well. Yeah. You know, like with these healing sessions. And sometimes it's very hard. Like when I, um, now I'm at the end of my Chinese medicine study, but at some point I really realized in my heart, I do not like to needle people. And it was such a, um, such a thing for me to allow myself to say, it's okay. You know, it's okay. I studied all these years. I still going to use this knowledge. It's okay. I can do it differently. I know I can 
treat people differently. I don't have to use needles, but it's like to really even check in and realize, okay, that doesn't light me up, but I'm going to find a way how it's going to light me up, you know? Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it takes a lot of, um, in many ways, like courage and, yeah. Yeah. Going back to yourself and even, uh, even sometimes admitting to yourself that certain things that you maybe should be doing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just not, uh, they're not cutting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And as I said, it, you know, it does take time. But I feel like once you make that difficult decision, um, it's, it sort of allows you to make those decisions more frequently and they become less difficult. True. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's almost like, you know, the first time, the second time might be a bit more difficult, but then it just gets easier over time. Mm. Um, and easier to feel into things as well yeah and how, what can you recommend or do you sometimes recommend to your patients some things how they can start feeling just not just their physical body but maybe also their energetic body yeah yeah um so at the end of the session you know I always um give my clients a few tips um depending on what's really come up for them but I always ask them to drink a lot of water I think water is really important it really helps cleanse our sort of internal body and also energetically as well especially after healing sessions you know there can be some toxins that get released into the bloodstream so that's really really important to drink lots and lots of water throughout the day um and sometimes I talk through grounding techniques as well for my clients so how they can really imagine, you know, roots growing from their root chakra or from their feet going into the earth energy, going into the core of the earth, coming up and really grounding them. Um, and there's all sorts of like clearing techniques that you can do as well. So like if you are feeling really overwhelmed or anxious, I think grounding is really great. But you can also imagine sort of water flowing through you and cleansing you. Um, that's sometimes a good way of just doing a, a quick um, body energetic cleanse. Um, but it really depends on the client as well. So sometimes they might need to eat certain things that are more grounding for them or, you know, take more walks in nature and, and things like that as well, which is all very helpful. Yes, and I think it's also a little bit about like at the beginning, like developing a practice where you just maybe say, okay, I do this at least once a day. But then like what I do now, often during the day, I will start to check in with myself and do something very quick rather than maybe having too long meditations simply because I don't have the time for it. Yeah. Like to do smaller things. But I think it comes with practice. It comes with you need to sort of make it just part of your life. Because I yeah. it's this kind of thing you do on and off, but uh, yeah. Yeah. And again, it has to be something you really want to do as well. Yes. So yes. what might work for me or what might work for yes. someone else or like your friends or whatever might not work for you. So that goes back to really following your heart, you know, what lights you up, what's good for you, you know? Yes. Um, so it, it really depends like some people love doing like lots of sort of high intensity exercise and things mm. like that you know I, I used to go to the gym a lot I used to do lots of high intensity stuff um, but over the last sort of five six years I've realized that that's that's not for me you know it doesn't yes, really yeah. 
yeah, it might be, it might be good for my health technically. <laughs> um, but does it actually help me? Does it like, you know, reduce my stress levels? Probably not. So, you know, not everything will work for everyone. So you really got to see what's best for you. And as you said, it's, it's sustainable for you to actually work on. Yeah. And, um, but I also think it's important not to be rigid. Um, mm. So like with my meditation, I know I said I do twice a day, but that's because I genuinely love it and mm. I, I feel like it helps me and it keeps me sort of grounded but if there was any situation where I felt that that wasn't working for me anymore, it would be something I would change. So you really have to go with the flow of how you're really feeling and what yeah. works for you. It's a really good point because we are also in this kind of time now where, you know, we always want to optimize everything, right? We want to optimize our body. We want to optimize our health. So we can become like very having this idea we should be doing that. Yeah. Like we should be doing a certain health routine because it is maybe good. We read somewhere, someone's saying it's good for us. But as you said, it's like much more about what is personally for us working and what yeah. do we actually enjoy. Like I was speaking to my, what is that? Like the, it was one of my relatives of my husband. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you were saying like, oh, he should be really going earlier to bed. You know, he's just going every night so late and six little hours. And I was like, yeah, but are you tired in the morning? And he's like, no. I'm like, are you tired at night? He's like, no. And I was like, how was it when you were younger? Oh, I was always sleeping little. And I was mm. like, yeah, but, you know, maybe then that's actually okay for your body, you know? Yes. But of course he was like, oh, I should be because, you know, uh, doctors tell me I should be doing this. I should be like, but yeah. sometimes even allowing yourself to be different or recognizing that everybody's health is very individual. Yes, that's so important. So, so important. Yeah. And I think we live in a world right now where there's so much advice about so many different things. Yes. You know, there's podcasts on this, there's Instagrams on that, there's like YouTube videos on how to do like the best sort of yoga or how to get the best sleep or the best exercise. There's just so much out there and it can be really overwhelming. And I think that's really a great point that you made is it has to be right for you. What resonates with you? And don't just follow the next trend, you know? Yes, yeah. Mm. And it goes things like, you know, with food and stuff. So I follow a plant-based diet, but that's because it works for me, you know? <laughs> but that doesn't mean to say it's going to work for everyone. And you've got to go with, with uh, your body type, what, what you feel like having. And, you know, th there's no right or wrong. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's the same for healing. I think it's important that uh, people recognize that um, it's really that something that's usually calling you. Like when you work with a specific healer or a person or even a healing modality, there is no, as you said, like there is not just one thing that fits everybody. Yeah. It's like trying, a, like just following what kind of feels right for somebody individually. Yeah, yeah. And then even mixing it up. Like I also like as you like I get different stuff like different healings <laughs> because yeah. it's like they all have their beautiful own magic. Absolutely, and they work on this uh, kind of on different planes, so they all touch yeah. us. Mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and it's again what you resonate with, and um, 
and I even think, you know, like sometimes you're meant to work with a certain person because you're meant to have that energy exchange with that person. You know, there's, there's almost like a soul contract that you have with that person. Um, but that could also end as well at some point in time. And that's okay. Yes. You know? But it is really, I, I really like what you said, that it's an energy exchange. And that's why I also think it's so beautiful that you take care of yourself. Because the person performing the energy healing, especially with energy healing, because it's so subtle in many ways, but so profound, it's a lot about the energy of the healer as well, because you're going into an exchange with the patient. Mm -hmm. And so it's important that the patient even feels a connection to the healer and feels also that the healer is taking good care of themselves, not meaning that they're all healthy because we are not. And I feel a lot of healers, they go through their own health struggles in order to actually really learn how to heal someone. Mm. Because you kind of have to, you learn it from yourself. You go through your own struggles and yeah. then you understand about your body. You understand about your energy system. You understand what healing is and you might be called to doing it for others. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But it is about like even honoring what you said, like it's a kind of self-care honoring that concept of self-care. Yes, and making time for yourself. Mm. And I think, you know, in the world that we live in now, everyone is so busy all of the time. Yes. And you're just going from one thing to another. And sometimes it leaves very little time for ourselves or to even think about ourselves in terms of what do we want? What do we need in this moment? You know, what do we need to do this week? What will help us, like, be our best selves? Mm. Um, and it's just making that time so you can make those decisions and see what's best for you. And so you can flow with how you want to flow that week or month or year, whatever it is, right? True. And coming, bringing it back to the energy healing, because I also think it's an important point to understand is that like it takes time to heal too. Yeah. Like, and I guess it's also, how is it from your experience? Because we always in Chinese medicine, we say like, if there's something chronic, like we look at how many years does the person have this already and for sure it's going to take the same amount of months or even longer maybe. It's going to take a lot of sessions because, yeah, it's very deep. Chronic is very deep in the physical mm -hmm. body even. Yes. And healing, yeah, takes us. Sometimes it doesn't go linear. Sometimes it takes steps and, yeah, progress is yeah. a place. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's not linear. Um, and to be honest, you can't really put a time on healing because, mm. as I said, it's a lifelong journey. So, you know, you might you might have healed a, a particular physical ailment that you initially came for, for example. Yes. But then there might be so much other stuff that's uncovered because of that healing that you need to sort of work on that. So I guess you can't really put a time on it. But, yeah, it's definitely not linear. It's definitely not, like, you can't say that, okay, this is going to take two months or six months or two mm. years. It, it really does depend. Um, and I think I mentioned at the beginning that I, I, I genuinely, truly believe that healing is a lifelong journey. I think as a human being, you know, we're here on this planet until we die. And there's obviously a reason why we're here. And, um, I think there's always something that we need to work on to just become our best selves. Um, yeah. And anything can come up at any time. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you have 
one last tip for um, the listeners on something you give to your, yeah, to your patients or something in general, like. So um, one thing that I've noticed in, in a lot of clients is a lot of people aren't ex able to express their emotions. Mm. Um, and, you know, I've, I've seen it as quite a recurring theme. That means that because they're not able to express their emotions, they're not able to talk about them as well. And sometimes that can cause a lot of stagnant energy within the body. Um, and I think journaling or writing things down is, is very useful. So sometimes I, I give that as a tip for my clients. Sometimes they, they might not have a safe space where they can actually vocalize their emotions. Sometimes they might not even notice what's going on with themselves, but if they sit down and, and write it down or journal, that might be helpful for them. So I think that's always quite a useful tool, tool to um, implement in your day-to-day. -day. But other than that, you know, I, I really do encourage people to, to follow their hearts, um, do things that bring them joy, because um, I feel like that's not done enough. Um, because that can just generally help your healing journey in, in, in any way, really. So, yeah, those are the key things, I'd say. Yeah, that's totally. And journaling, really, it really helps. Like, I also do journaling for the emotions. And it's just, like, so releasing to just put it down somewhere. It's, like, really the energy, the energy is able to go and transform. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it is useful. Yeah. So how can people reach you? So um, I have a website. So it's uh, www.amomentwithin.co.uk. Um, so you can book sessions with me via the website. I also have an Instagram, which is at a moment within. Um, and yeah, you can get in touch with me there and, uh, book a session or or even if anybody wants to have a, a 15 minute complimentary call with me just to discuss um anything that's also available as well yeah and i will include them in the links like i will include the links in the show notes. So, yeah it was a lovely chat so yeah i love how it was also developed from into different areas and different topics into something yeah. from uh, yeah no, i really enjoyed it and thank you so much for having me Thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> Thank you. If you would like to learn more, sign up to my Facebook or Instagram account and check out my services on TaoWisdom.info.